good afternoon and welcome. We are live with Podcony, the first episode of the Falcone podcast. My name is Dan Falcone. I will be your host. And joining me are my wonderful guests. We have, firstly, to my right, who are you? Birdkeeper Toby? Hello? Hello. Hi. I'm sorry. I don't know that I'm on your right. I, clo- I, I shut it down. I shut it down. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Birdkeeper Toby. I make Pokemon stuff. You may be familiar. And if not, I hate you. <gasps> Ooh, strong words. Strong words. All right. And as well as Toby, we have underneath me on screen, we have the last shaman. Would you like to introduce yourself? That's me. Hi, I'm the last shaman or Phoebe and I do drawings of Pokemon stuff and I stream sometimes. Uh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> and lastly, a huge blown up cartoon image <laughs> we have underneath Toby. Who, who are you? Who's my last guest? Hi, my name is Garbage Girl, also known as Carly. I stream mediocre gameplay. Stream mediocre gameplay. What a ringing endorsement over there. That's all that needs to be said, really. Seems like a, a, good, right. a good bunch you've got today. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the first episode of Podcony. So for those of you watching live, thank you for tuning in. We're live on twitch.tv forward slash Falcone hosts. But for those of you not watching live, you can catch the broadcast live there. Um, I'm hoping that this is going to be out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and all of the other places where you can usually find podcasts. Uh, but if you want to watch live, there will be a little just chatting segment after the stream where we'll be interacting with Twitch chat and talking to you guys about today's topics. But uh, here we go. We've got a few things to get through. And the first thing I want to talk about, uh, I think it makes sense to start with this. It's the big news of the week. Pokemon Isle of Armor came out mm-hmm. just two days ago. Uh, who's been playing it? Oh, we we, we I, have I, been. I, I, you I, have I, been. We have been. I've seen you play it on on the television. So Toby's been playing. If you've been, yeah. you've been, you've been I, watching uh, it, or have you been? Oh, I've been playing I've, it. Yeah, we've both been playing it. We've been playing it in very different ways though, uh, because I've been playing it obviously for work for the Pokemon thing. So I played it live on stream and kind of shared that first experience of playing it with kind of how you are as well at the moment, uh, Dan. Um, whereas Phoebe got to play it in a more relaxed casual way and so I'd, I'd kind of wander into the room between streaming and see phoebe on the big screen just chilling out enjoying it the way it's meant to be enjoyed and I, i'm very envious actually <laughs> right um and I, I think we had a little bit of lag there on stream hopefully they'll be fine in the uh, in post but uh, carly have you been playing it have you been watching it or what have you been uh... so i've just been watching it um uh-huh. i wasn't sure if i was gonna go ahead and play it myself but i think it was 45 minutes into toby's stream um i was very hyped up and i was like all right gotta stop watching now got to play so i am getting around hey! to it hey! i haven't started yet but you've you've inspired me i'm gonna go for it oh now, I know that people Sorry. are being very careful about spoilers. I had a quick glance at Twitch chat there. I was like, no spoilers, no spoilers, spoilers, please. So we're going to try and talk about this without mm-hmm. spoiling it. And that's going to be difficult because people are very, people are very precious about spoilers. I've noticed. Like, just when I started the quest, people, like, somebody would say, oh, you have to do this to evolve this Pokemon. And my Twitch chat, like, no, no, spoilers, 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 stop. So people are very precious about that. I don't, I don't know if you found know. that in your stream, Toby. I don't know how much can be spoiled, right? Because there wasn't a lot of it in the trailer. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you think a spoiler is, because there's just there's so much yeah. to Pokemon that, like, I mean, you could think that a way to evolve a Pokemon would be a spoiler, or, like, story beats, or just, like, who's going to be in the next gym could be a spoiler, but, like, I guess that differs between people. Like, there's a lot of potential. 
Sure. And if you're someone like like yourself, Dan, you don't follow the trailers, you don't follow the news as it's coming up in terms of like Pokemon content. Whereas obviously mm-hmm. I see the moment something's announced, you know, seconds have passed and I'm like dissecting it and analyzing it. Um, and so to you, what is a spoiler to me are things that I've seen like advertised a million times over and I've kind of broken right. down and gone, oh, that probably follows that. And that's probably to do with that Pokemon. And, and so you kind of end up in a, yeah, in that zone where, where spoilers mean different things to different people playing, but always try to, you know, kind of ask people, Hey, do you, do you mind if I, if I mention this, if I say this, you know, but like somebody, somebody would say, and I don't consider this next thing a spoiler. And I apologize to anyone that does, but somebody would say to my chat, so it's something say in my chat, like, Hey Dan, which tower are you on? Just, just that. Simple as that. Oh, that's awesome. And other people, other people in my chat, are like, oh, spoilers, spoilers! There are towers, <laughs> and it's like, in my opinion, it's just calm down just, a bit, guys. Just, like, just look no. around; they're huge. Like, <laughs> there's, you've definitely I mean, walked past. There them. are on the Isle of Armor. Sorry, spoilers. Two giant towers, and they are very featured, heavily featured um, on the island. It's like that one or that one. Choose, you know, that kind of thing. But the main the main topic I guess to talk about here is what do we think of it? I want to start with uh, I want to start with with Carly actually because you said oh. that you, you've sort of been watching it and now watching it made you want to play. What is it that you kind of liked about what you saw? Okay, so about the expansion specifically, um, it's basically Toby's energy. Um, it really sucked me in. But it was when he was cycling around and going, "Oh my god, all games in the future should be just like this." Exploring, like exploring, is huge to me in games. So seeing that in a Pokemon game, I was like, "I'm in, I'm down." So it was the it was the it was the exploring part of it that oh, you're, yeah. you're into. I'm so into it. I think we can probably all agree that that was one of its one of its mm. highlights. Mm. Uh, what, what do you think, Phoebe? What what really stuck out to you about this this expansion? I mean, again, the exploring stuff, like just because. Uh, when when I got into the new expansion bit, I immediately ignored the story and just decided to go for a bit of a cycle. And I got completely lost in the forest and just seeing, like, I, I didn't know where I was. There was Pokemon who I didn't know were in the game in front of me. And it was, it was, it was, it was so exciting. And I, uh, yeah, the story was cute. I really liked the characters. Um, I got to, I, I got to love the new, uh, am I allowed to talk about Cub yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I think we can talk about pretty well known. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that whole uh, Cubsby thing. I got... Uh, like with the, with Zashian and Zamazenta from the main story, I didn't really bond with it. I just kind of have this dog in my PC <laughs> uh, that right. I've used for a couple of big raids. But like with Cubsby, I actually feel like it's, it's my mom. I, I love him. He's, he's my son. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I really liked it. Okay, and Toby. Lastly, so you've you've obviously you stormed through it. Yeah. And obviously, at first, as you always are when you first play Pokemon game, you're just giddy. Have you had any time to sort of think about it, and uh, how has your opinion sort of formed over the last? Yeah, few days? you know, I mean, I get, I get that because I'm, I'm a big Pokemon fan, so I get that that rush, that excitement the first time I play, and it has, you know, as it's kind of settled over the last two days watching you play it listening to your any like critiques you've had listening to any critiques that other youtubers have had and going okay do i see that do i agree with that where does this work what is it not i think exploring is great um but and you know this might come from the fact that i've spent maybe 10 to 12 hours playing it it's more than it's probably it it intends for you to play in one chunk um but i'm like Okay, now I want more. The, the island's not big enough. I want even more. I want even more and even more. And yeah, ideally I'd like a whole Pokemon game like that. Um, 
I think they did a really good job creating just some really interesting biomes. There's a forest, there's a wetlands, there's a desert area. Um, there's all these different feels and moods. And like Phoebe said, the first thing, usually I'll like pursue through the story, find out what's what. Um, the first thing I wanted to do was, whoa, there's a giant whale lord over there. I'm That's the first thing I'm checking out. I'm going over to that. Nice. Oh, wow, there's an island there. Let's check that out. There's a tower there. Let's check that out. And um, it's nice because this feels like the first time in a long time, perhaps if ever, that Pokemon just said, go, have have fun, you know, and um, that was nice. That was good. I, th I think it's hard not to jump into this expansion, get to the Isle of Armour and just sort of look around and be like, whoa. And I did the same mm. thing as Phoebe. First thing I did was just, okay, stories that way. I want to go see what's over there. I want to yeah. see how much of the island I could get to. And yeah, there's something very cool about that, the fact that you can just explore the whole island immediately. Um, and I feel like it's a big step in the right direction compared to the wild area from the main game. Now I'm going to come in with the but. Yeah. Which is that I think they need to do a better job in the future of mixing this style of gameplay with more traditional gameplay. Because mm -hmm. while the freedom is cool, I missed going around and having to battle trainers. I missed mm -hmm. that yeah. aspect of it. I missed that kind of thing. And I feel like, whereas Toby, you're saying, yeah, I want a whole game of this. I feel, and this is this is the most critical I'm going to be of it. And if there's partly playing devil's advocate and partly, uh, I want to sure. encourage the counter arguments here. But I felt like, and I was saying this on stream earlier, I felt like a lot of it was going around and there was just sparks all over the ground and pokeballs all over the ground. I felt like, go here, pick up item, da 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 pick up item, da 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 And that feels like that's sort of most of the gameplay for me. It's sparkly item, sparkly item, diglet on the ground, sparkly mm. item, sparkly item. And I want more, like, gameplay. Yes. The exploration is great, but, like, Pokemon battles, actual trainer battles are so few and far between. I haven't finished yet. I actually haven't even gone to the first tower. So stop me if I'm being a little bit preemptive. No, you're right. But I'd love to, if they extend the game, make it a full game. Go. I want to see a better mix with this and more traditional gameplay. I completely agree. Yeah. I, I think I think Pokemon has all the tools to merge those things in a really good way. And the execution so. just hasn't quite been worked out yet. Um, when exploring the, the, the island, there's no... Yes, it's all very, very super explorable, and there's lots of winding paths, and you're like, oh, great, I can enter this route, this area, from here, or from here, or from here. Nothing's locked off. Nothing's super hard to access. There's no challenges that kind of, like, additional challenges outside of there's a, a diglet hunt. Um, but there's no kind of, like, oh, but if you beat this super strong Pokemon, you get access to this super cool hidden area or whatever or there's some legendary pokemon hidden in the island that you've got to solve some puzzle to get to there's none of that um and yeah i think just getting some more of those traditional gameplay elements battling legendary pokemon puzzle solving that kind of stuff would take this to the next level for sure mm -hmm. and it's not just that but a lot of the people going into this game will have played Sword and Shield for a good amount of time and will have a team that's like at least in their 80s and to still have right. to be battling 60s to like 70s yeah. for most of it is a bit... It's, it's not that's actually I, my yeah. second major criticism that I was going to bring up. You've actually very <laughs> elegantly brought yeah. me into that. Is that. And I was saying this before the DLC came out. Like I don't understand how this is going to work. There's been several months since the game came out. People completed the game months ago. They're going to have been training their Pokemon. They're going to have capped out level 100 at a bunch of, a bunch of Pokemon. Like, 
how is the DLC going to work? And there was this idea of level scaling that a lot of people were talking about going into this. And it almost seems to me, going through various Twitch streams and stuff, like this was a fact that we knew was going to happen. Level yeah, scaling. there was a, so the, the, a turn, I had a little listen about this morning. There was a preview earlier this week that some news outlets got to kind of go to. And I, I think someone asked the question, is there like level scaling? And maybe they got an answer in the affirmative or they misunderstood that answer or whatever. I'm not well, quite sure what happened, but now, it did get... I need yeah. to fact check this okay. because this is only something I heard on Twitch today. Apparently the levels scale to your gym badges. With I the max being level 60. Don't know if that's <clears throat> true. But I, I think that's something I, I might heard, be so wrong. I, don't know. I think it does in the base game because, I mean, when with, with the wild area, like originally everything's at lower level and then everything is 60 once you finish the game uh, but okay. everything in the new wild area is also level 60 so i think the same rule applies as before yeah um, but my my issue with the level thing specifically is that i wanted to go in and make it a challenge again and I, if i continued using my own team i felt like it was going to be too easy so i brought up a new team gave them candies and got everything to around level 60 assuming yeah, okay they're wild pokemon level 60 and then i got into my first real battle it's like oh Pokemon level 68. <laughs> so like I found even though I was trying to get out of my way to make it a fair challenging, fair challenge for myself, I couldn't quite get my Pokemon to the right level. And that I feel like that shouldn't be a difficult thing to do. I feel like if you want to play it at the mm. level that you're supposed to be, there should be a way of doing that without the game making that that process difficult. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I'm surprised like... scaling's not in the game at all. Yeah, it is surprising. It feels like quite a modern thing. But mm. I know a lot of like MMOs use level scaling now. That's what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, there's so maybe, that one, the the well lord in the wild area is level eighty. Like, mm. I mean, they, yeah. they could have done it. They just seem to have not. Did we all? Did we all? Did you all battle the well lord then, Toby? You said it was the yeah. first thing you did. Yeah, it's like the first thing <laughs> I did. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta check that out. Yeah. I was baited into it. <laughs> and I, I had some people telling me it's level 80 and other people saying, no, no, it's only level 60, do it. And I had my level 62 or something Magnazone and I, I battled it with the intention of catching it. And I accidentally one shot it with Zap Cannon. <laughs> oh no! Okay. So, uh, there goes the well, Lord. Well. <laughs> I will say, um, uh, you know, I'm not to, not to, I mean, again, I'm going to try to not spoil. There is a event that happens about halfway through the DLC that a new feature becomes available and mm. it was oh, yeah, yeah. single-handedly the most excited I've been about uh -huh. playing, you know, modern Pokemon um, because I was just like, oh, this is amazing. Then, this is so cool. And it's, it's just very a hard thing. to talk about this without spoiling. But then no. I would say, but then why isn't that already in the game? Why isn't it already in the game? Exactly. I do think that the Isle of... I, I felt that over the last few years, Pokemon, um, I think it really peaked in, like, the Black and White 2 era. Um, and X and Y experience share stuff, I won't go through the whole history, but, you know, I think it's kind of struggled to find its footing a little bit. And I've seen Sword and Shield as a step in the right direction, and then the Isle of Armor as another step in the right yeah, direction. Agreed. And, you know, I it's not the ultimate Pokemon experience I dream of. It's a it's a good Pokemon experience. I really really like it, um, and I like it more than the games of even the last five to six years. Um, but yeah, still ways to go. And yeah, I'd like to see these things not be part of the DLC, but be part of the main experience next time. 
Now, uh, in addition to the DLC, there was obviously the announcement just before it came out. And uh, I, I actually played Pokemon Smile last night. I had a go. <laughs> I saw. Uh, I, and I sent and I sent Toby screenshot that I took while playing it. And I'm not sure whether or not to tweet that screenshot. Oh, please, absolutely. Please do it. I was going to do you something think I similar. Tweet it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. After the podcast, I'm going to tweet the screenshot of me playing Pokemon C. But it told me that I didn't brush very well and therefore didn't get any, didn't catch any Pokemon. <laughs> Savage. But, but I think it's because I, I use an electric toothbrush and the game really wanted me to brush in a specific way. <laughs> and I, I don't think it liked my electric toothbrush. I think that's the... Uh, I did I did send the picture on Discord. I did send the photo on Discord, but I think I might tweet it. Pokemon. Uh, was there anything else from this announcement you guys were particularly excited about? I, I mean, Smile yes. was a weird way to start <laughs> when, like, Pokemon Snap new pokemon snap was like next up on the on the docket you, you're um, forgetting about the cafe game like okay everyone we know you're all hyped for the dlc you just got this 10 we, minute we, announcement yeah, to sit through it's like we, we know that y'all are y'all y'all are ex you're expecting pokemon sleep or like diamond and pearl remake so you know what you you get smile you get pokemon smile. smile brush your teeth um but no we are working on snap too and that was <laughs> exciting for a number of reasons uh i'm not did you guys play the original pokemon snap i did you did i did yeah probably, I, uh... probably a lot later than everyone else because i didn't get a nintendo 64 until way after the gamecube came out we well, did you but didn't play i, I did play and i did really like pokemon snap because i played it at university so that was when i first played pokemon oh, right. snap. i've um, never played it same it's good people like that game right and they like the they just like everything about it um and uh, as many of you know, I started working on a series playing the character from the first game, Todd Snap, complaining about the fact that there's not a Pokemon Snap 2, despite its uh, popularity. And the production on that got pushed back and back and back and back and back. And two weeks ago, we finally got episode one out. What fortuitous timing that they then announced new Pokemon Snap, because uh, yeah. I think... But the great thing about it is that the character model in there doesn't look like Todd Snap. So um, I think Todd Snap is going to have a lot to say about that uh, in upcoming episodes. Well, that will be very interesting to hear. But yeah, that was that was pure gold for you. Uh, obviously, the great. other thing that was announced was another announcement. <laughs> you got to love an announcement of an announcement. Yeah. <laughs> next week, what are we expecting to hear on the podcast? And we'll talk about this on next week's podcast. But what are you expecting to hear in next week's announcement? So, at the Pokemon moment, Frown. going off of which ones are in the background, there's going to be something Gen 2 related, hopefully. Oh! Yeah, we're leaning towards Colosseum-y stuff, or let's go Joe's Really? Yeah. There's like five things that could get announced, honestly, that are all pretty equal game. You could do, here's announcement about the next part of the DLC, slash more DLC. They could do Diamond and Pearl remakes. They could do virtual console coming to the Switch that involves, uh, you know, like all the old DS games and stuff. They could do Let's Go Johto because there was lots of Johto Pokemon decorating the background. Um, or they could throw a real curveball and go, also, here's Pokemon Colosseum on the Switch. Honestly, any of these are options. And I don't know which are necessarily more likely than the others. But had to hazard a guess, I'd say... Diamond and Pearl remakes announced for next spring summer, but that is, you know, wild. That's, I, I don't that's know. wishful thinking. Yeah, at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I. Do you know what? That's what I thought it was as well, because it's got to be something big. Mm. And Diamond, mm. I remember Diamond and Pearl initially came out in summer. 
yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember that. I remember getting it when I was at a drama group. We used to do summer school, Toby. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. So Wait, like, uh, yeah. It, it's gonna be something that's big enough that they didn't want it to steal the thunder mm. of their first ever DLC. Right. Make yeah. it that way, you will. You know. Now, uh, or, let's, or it could be Pokemon Sleep. Sorry. Yes. Go on. Oh, of course, Pokemon mm. Sleep. <laughs> Although you were saying you think maybe Smile is instead of Sleep. I don't know. I thought maybe it was, but now nah, I'm not so sure. So Smile is literally just for brushing teeth, though, isn't it? We'll find. I mean, we'll find I, out. I was a little confused because when I when I watched the the announcement, they were like, "Yeah, to make the stressful tasks less stressful, it's literally just toothbrushing." As far as I can tell from having played it a little bit. I have never had stress while brushing my teeth in my life. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what this is about. In fact, I don't think it's, we're really the demographic for the game. It's pretty yeah. fun, though. I'm the demographic. I love it. It tells <laughs> you where to brush. You catch Pokemon while you're doing it. Did you not uh, know how to brush your teeth before? Well, it sounds like he didn't. He, he didn't every day is an adventure. Every, every day is an adventure. New step. Right, let's move on to the next topic, though, which is I want to talk about streaming. Streaming is something that we've all done to varying degrees. Uh, and it's something we've all done more than usual recently due to world events that I'm not going to go too into. <laughs> the year that never happened, 2020. Oh, I want to start with you, with you, Carly. Carly G, because you started streaming shortly after I sort of just restarted streaming properly. Very close to when I started, actually. Uh, and I want to I wanna just hear a little bit about why you started and wh how you're sort of feeling about streaming at the moment. Okay, so yeah, so I'm the baby stream. Um, started at the end of April. Um, it was a complete accident, basically, is how that happened. Uh, I do a digital media degree at the moment, and I wanted something to do over the summer. So when I saw you getting back into streaming, I was like, huh, overlays look kind of fun. How do they work? That was the basis. I wanted to know how to do Twitch overlays, maybe try and make some for other people. And so I waited till after midnight one night, so everyone wasn't watching. It was going to be super secret, and I was just going to stream maybe Overwatch for, I don't know, 20 minutes just to see how it goes. And then my friend Marissa saw what I was streaming, she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so it kind of went off of that, and she joined in, and it was just really fun, and we ended up with way more people watching than should have been possible. And it kind of just went off from there, now we do it most nights. Complete accident, though. Yeah, somebody should have warned you that, like, late night UK time is, like, <laughs> prime time in America, so... Uh... It's going to be so yeah, secret, no one's going to see. <laughs> I love the idea that you started streaming by accident, though. It's like the, the meme where you press the go live button by accident, which is most streamers' worst nightmares, by the way. Definitely. I've heard about people that have done it, somehow accidentally gone live, and then walked past that camera butt naked. And <laughs> that is a, oh, that is a disaster when that happens. Uh, so, so, Phoebe, you are also streaming at the moment. Not quite as much as Garbage Ego, yeah. but uh, but you're streaming pretty regularly, right? Yes, kind of regularly. It depends on how I'm feeling, Chris. No, um, yeah, I I started streaming, I think, a little bit after Carly? I, I can't actually remember. It, it was a while ago. It's because... Okay, so in my life right now, I've recently moved across the country to live with Toby, um, and that was just after the the huge event of which we do not speak hit so um, i haven't really it's like had the apocalypse a... we're yeah. in the last of this um yeah so i don't really have anything to do in my own time at the moment because i'd never had time to set down roots properly and streaming just felt like something to keep me on somewhat of a schedule um so i, I say that i try to stream uh, three times a week but i keep missing them because i'm a horrible person <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, I uh, I saw people uh, working to get um, affiliate, and I thought that would be fun. So I did that, and then I got affiliate, and now I'm just I'm still going. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. And you, you stream a mix between uh, Overwatch mostly and artwork. Well, you've been playing some Sea of Thieves recently as well, right? Yeah, I mean, officially I stream art on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then I have a gaming session on Saturday with my friend Berger. Um, and yeah, <laughs> uh, I recently had to do a, another game stream because my tablet broke, which thankfully was not permanent. I fixed it. We're good. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, I found a lot of success actually. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed doing Twitch emotes for you guys and like having you guys in the chat and uh, taking suggestion suggestions from you guys. Um, so sort of community art based stuff is incredibly enjoyable. Um, and I feel like that's what I should probably spec into. <laughs> yeah, I mean to be honest, I, I really like art streams because I don't have any talent whatsoever when it comes to that area well or whatsoever in general but specifically oh. in that area i can't draw a stick man so like i find it really great to watch art streams i think it's great if you can stream something entertain chat and also show off a talent you have i think that's a the right thing um so just popping back to to carly for a moment because we, we talked about what what people streaming carly you stream mostly overwatch i want to say but a mix of other stuff too yeah, so it is mostly Overwatch. We do occasionally break into Minecraft, and I think last night we started it off with Dungeons and Lesbians. So that was a fun one. Yeah, so that was a, a small game that was in the racial justice bundle from Itch.io. Uh, okay. Very good. Highly recommend. Okay. So you play a, a large variety of different stuff, and your streamer, I always remind people this if I'm ever promoting your or. Uh... Or rating or anything. Your streams for mature audiences only, right? Yes. So please don't join if uh, you're young or you're offended by strong language. As Toby just points at himself, generally. <laughs> I'm just too. I'm too delicate. I'm, I'm... <laughs> you are Bambi. Yeah, it's very, it's very entertaining, fun time though. Lots of salt in uh, in Garbage stream. And Toby, you have been, I think, over a long period of time now, more consistent than any of us. Um, but for various reasons. Uh, obviously, you are primarily a YouTuber. Yeah. What does what does streaming mean to you? Streaming is... Oh, man. Streaming is like video making's uh, cool younger brother. That's <laughs> Like, every everyone who does video making on YouTube, I, I think, sees stuff like Twitch and goes, oh, that's similar enough to what I'm doing that mm. I should give that a go. But actually when you get down to what they're about, they're very different formats and they're very, very different um, platforms. Um, and obviously, I mean, you've taken, watching you take on streaming has obviously been my biggest source of inspiration for, for streaming yeah. in terms yes. of, in terms of, you're like, oh, I'm not talented, I'm not talented. But you, I mean, you just look at the layout of this podcast, you look at the layout of your streams overall, you know, and all those assets, things you've been putting together, you're like, oh, that would be cool, that would be cool, that would be cool. And you make creative decisions about streaming in the same way that I would about video making. Um, and so to me, streaming has always been something that's been supplementary to the videos, where this is a chance for people who watch my videos to kind of hang out and get to know me for better or worse. Um, it's also obviously very useful when a new DLC comes out or when a new game comes out. Great, I get to share that experience for the first time yeah. with viewers. Um, and it's also been a good way to uh, raise a little bit of money for charity from time to time, which has been nice. We did a big one last year. Um, but I've always seen it as supplementary. Whenever I've tried to commit to it as like a, 
this is something I should do. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump into it. What I find is that actually it's not for me. It's very tiring. I can't run. I can't do two jobs. Mm. And I'm already doing YouTube. That's my full-time job. And if I wanted to commit to streaming in the way you are, that's another full-time job. Yep. And I just, there's not enough in me for that. Uh, so I've always gotten tired um, when the dreaded events begun. I decided, okay, well, I'll, I'll come back and I'll try maybe just weekdays for like two, a couple hours. Uh, in the Pokemon community, we have this community raid hour started. So that kind of became a weekly ports call. And then around the same time, you kind of swung in with what, everything you're doing. Um, and uh, so I was like, okay, well, I'll join you with that rather than doing my own. I think I'd rather sit back a little bit, be a little bit lazier and, and not ho have the hosting responsibility. Um, so um, it's pretty much just been that. And then obviously this last week, getting ready for, for Pokemon... Um, and I expect going forward, I'm actually going to stream a little bit less. I'm going to be appearing on your stream a lot. going to be doing a lot of podcasts. But on my own Twitch, I think uh, I might, it might start dwindling down and just become the Community Radar each week. Again, supplementary to what I really want to focus on, which is the videos, which is YouTube. And I'm so sorry, I am rambling. No, you're fine. That's, that's the point <laughs> of the podcast, isn't it? To talk. Uh, it's, it's really fascinating, actually. It's something that's always fascinated me with your stream, because uh, obviously I... Used to stream five years ago or whatever. I used to stream Hearthstone while I was at university yeah, every single evening. And that was when I first grew the stream. And then let it die, die, and then restarted it again very recently. But uh, something that's always fascinated me is what I've found when I've been streaming is that it's all about consistency. It's about streaming at the same time every day, getting those regulars to come in, getting it so that they know when you're live, when they should expect you to be live, you know, when, they, when to be there, and building up a community that way. But I think a streamer streaming is very diff very different to a YouTuber streaming. Yeah. It's very different things. You find that when you stream something like the DLC last week, hundreds of viewers, you know, huge event, popular, people want to see It's a special occasion. It's a special event. Exactly. Toby doesn't do this usually. Oh, this is called promoting and promoting on all the platforms. Jump on. And then like you say with you, it, it's that consistency thing. It's the relationship that you're building with people to you know, entertain them over the course of weeks and months and hopefully right. years. And it's, it's it's just a weird, I always found it very weird because it's like in the past, I remember back, back again, when I used to stream Hearthstone, you'd go live once for the first time ever. It's like, everyone's watching you, crazy view counts. Oh yeah. my God, how many views have you got? And then like you stream again, it's like half that number because it wasn't mm -hmm. a special event anymore. Like that's the novelty. People have seen you live. So for, for, for a YouTuber streaming, it's almost like it's better to do it a little bit I, less. I think so. In the, it, there are YouTubers I know who can build it into their business model. I see a lot of like Let's Plays where the mm. core focus of the Let's Play is what you see on the YouTube channel. And then there's the in-between grindy bits where we're catching Pokemon and hunting okay. for shinies and that kind of thing. And that stuff, that's the stream content that is almost like a behind the scenes of the main content that goes out on YouTube. Um, and there are definitely people who can juggle that. I'm not one of them. <laughs> it's got to be difficult. I mean, from my perspective alone, I mean, like you, you pointed out, like me making all the assets for the podcast, putting together the podcast, everything. I'm spending at the moment 70 hours a week working on the stream. 35 hours a week actually streaming. And then the other 35 hours a week is, is trying to, I, whether it's coming up with ideas, scripting stuff, making videos, making assets, that kind of thing. And I feel like that's, that's how I want to run things. I want to make sure there's always something fresh and new. But like... That can only last so long. I'm hoping eventually I can start earning some money from the stream so I can start being like, hey, other people, you make stuff for me. Let me do the stream bit. I can keep coming sure. up with new stuff. You make it. 
Um, but yeah, it's so being a YouTuber and a streamer at the same time, it's very, very difficult. And, and one bit of advice, and I, I, people are always asking this kind of thing, and I'm meaning to make a video on this topic, advice for new streamers, is like, Twitch is not usually the platform people are going to find you on. Twitch mm -hmm. is not a very mm -hmm. discoverable platform. You, to be a, a streamer, really, you want people to discover you elsewhere, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, anything like that and then sort of flock in. Or even if you're a big in a game community, post your link in your game community, whatever, like that's, people can discover you there. People won't very often, if you're small, discover you on Twitch. Mm. A lot of my viewers are people that have come from your YouTube channel, Toby, and thankfully sure. they've enjoyed it enough to stick around. But like, if not for that kind of little kick at the beginning, I, I don't know like whether I'd have found these people in the first place. And then you've got those people who are also streaming, who are finding each other in your Discord. And yeah. so that's that becomes a community where people can discover one another. Um, which is also, I guess, why the art of collaboration is so, so great on, whether it's on Twitch or on YouTube, because it's people, people discovering each other and sharing communities and, and that kind of thing. Um, which is also what's been so nice about the four of us, certainly over the last, I think, month and a half, two months, is that a lot of our streams have been raiding each other and interacting with each other. So we've got a lot of shared shared people watching who uh and and then you know people who might have found carly and would have found dan will then find dan that way and vice versa it's great excuse me as i just quickly hot fix the fact that you uh, disappeared from the screen toby it's very weird um yeah i mean and we, we we the four of us have a lot of people that that actually uh travel through all of our streams isn't that mm -hmm. right i mean carly i know that you've got your regular viewers that you're often seeing in my stream, vice versa, right? Yeah, that's really fun to see. I saw actually uh, one of my mods, Scott, come into yours last night and subscribe, and I was like, yay! <laughs> I, think, I think it was gifted, but it yeah, was, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. Anyway, so that's streaming. Now, streaming is a lot of work. Making YouTube videos is a lot of work. And Toby, we've got to talk about this briefly. Yeah. It got a little bit... It got a little bit much for you recently. Oh, it got too much, didn't it? It got, it, it did get a bit overwhelming. Um, Cause I think I, 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 one of the reasons people have flocked to streaming and everything lately is because of everything going on in the world. You know, every, everyone's starting up a stream. And if you're someone who's already making content like myself, um, you kind of go, oh, well, it's my obligation to upload more content mm -hmm. and to stream more and be more active and push, 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 push. And often, I think the life of a creator online is, uh, at the moment, that balance between quantity and quality. Uh, and as the quantity goes up, the quality tends to take a little bit of a hit. And even if lots of people are enjoying it, you as the creator, it's really just down to if you're happy or not. And so you're kind of there in this mindset of, I'm not making anything good. I'm just pushing out loads of rubbish and everyone knows it. They can all see it. And the world on social media, aside from my terrible videos, is is everything going on out there right now um and we were in a kfc drive through and there was cars behind us and we hadn't we didn't know what we wanted and the lady's asking us what do we want and she can't hear us and i say to dad please dad let's just drive around let's just drive around and he's like no what are you talking about we're not driving around I'm like just drive around <laughs> and suddenly i'm just having this massive panic attack um and i think that just comes from oh there's the creator burnout of, of course we were going to end up here. Um, and this is something, you know, I worry about for all my creative friends. I worry about it for you as well. You have been going so hard with Twitch lately. I know there was a day a couple weeks ago or last week where you were, you like double mapped. And I was like, that's not like Dan. 
a double nap? Not even a single nap is like that. <laughs> um, and just, it's important to recognize when you're in the creative spheres to kind of take time off. It's, yeah. I know every cell in your body says I should be working, working, working on yeah. this thing. But take time off, people. It's so important. Phoebe, um, what was going through your mind when, as Toby was... Because you were, you were with Toby at the, at yeah. the KFC, right? So the reason we were at the KFC in the first place was because I've been a mopey person for like the last two months. Because, I mean, I'm normally the one with the brain problems. Um, and then just seemingly out of nowhere, he's just like losing it. And I, I, it was very strange being on the other side of the freakout. Um, and I, I just, I wanted to hug this human, um, and we sort of, yeah, we figured out it was like multiple things that had caused it, but it just came out of absolutely nowhere, which I think was it a really did. thing. Yeah, he I... was completely fine, and then suddenly he's just screaming, and like, thankfully the KFC and I'm lady like, was so lovely. Oh man, she's so nice. <laughs> I'm like apologizing to her through the window, like, I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm sat no. in the front seat with, with Toby's dad trying to organize everything, because I'm like the only one with a, with a level head at the moment, because Toby's dad's all like, what's just happened? <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad, my dad deals with stress in a way where he goes, right, well just calm down, and I'm like... This helpful. isn't helpful. Just <laughs> calm down. Stop winding yourself up. So I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm sat between these two guys trying to stop them from setting each other off. And I'm like talking to this KFC lady at the same time. Like, okay, it's us again. And he's trying to apologize. And I'm like, shush, darling. All right. He wants this. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so you sit in the back. You look after the drinks and just just d- d- deal with yourself. We'll, I'll sort mm. out the life things. I'll get the fries. Um, and then we got back and we watched something, I can't remember what, and just ate the KFC and tried to calm down. Mm. And then I think the next day was a bit sort of iffy as well. I don't know. You get to the point where you're kind of you're halfway through. Uh, it was about halfway through the day before I kind of sprung back up. Um, but you do go, I, I think I was obviously upset, but you get, in. I think in the case of a panic attack, which that definitely was, and it's definitely, I'm not super common into the world of panic attacks i think i've maybe had three or four in my life mm. i know people there are people who who tweeted at me saying you know this is something i deal with daily i can't even imagine what you're going through um and i think with something like that for me i'm more upset about the fact that i'm getting upset and mm. i'm just sitting there going why am i so why did that just happen i'm a functioning human aren't i like what's going on what is it you know and you get more panicked and more worried about like is that gonna happen yeah. again is it not gonna happen again and it kind of yeah i mean it just took a good sleep some food get halfway through the next day and then sort of going no you know what actually that makes sense we've had three or four months all of us across the world of <laughs> forced being forced into living in a, a new kind of reality and then I'm there and my response is, well, I've got to entertain, I've got to entertain, I've got to entertain. And, you know, I've had a very, uh, you, you know, like you say, Phoebe, you've been struggling as well with the motivation the last few few months. And, you know, it, it just all, it all builds up and social media gets more and more heated and people are very divisive. Um, yeah. And that's it. That's it, actually. No, that makes sense. That's normal. That is a reaction that actually makes sense. Okay, cool. Right, let's get on. I think my sort of conclusion to this is everyone needs to just sort of know, especially at the moment, like it's okay to not be okay. Like there's, yeah. it's, it's, this is a hard year. 
for a variety it's of tough, reasons. It's a really tough time. Yeah. Um, but to, to, to move on to something a little bit happier, maybe a little bit more exciting. We talked Pokemon. There was another big event that happened just over a week ago now. Announcing something not Nintendo related, but Sony related. The PlayStation 5. We've seen it. We've seen some game footage. Uh, I'm going to start with, with, with you, Garbage Ego. Was there anything about the PS5 reveal that you, that you particularly liked the look of or didn't like the look of? Or how, how are you feeling about it? So I've seen it's quite controversial. Loads of people have very mixed opinions on how it looks. To me, I think it looks yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm actually quite excited. Um, less about the games and more about what they mean uh, with the haptic feedback. So game immersion tech um, is on the rise, and it's something I'm personally kind of interested in. Like they're very uh, excited about the controller. They've even gone as far as to call it a dual sense instead of a dual shock. Um, oh. They seem to be very. I didn't know about this. Yeah, like um, they're really upping what they're talking about, like immersion-wise. So stuff like uh, if you're using a bow and arrow, you should be able to feel the tension. Um, if you're driving through mud, you should be able to like feel that. I don't know how they're gonna bring that in, but they're very they're bigging it up a lot, and I'm very excited to see how it goes. So the the switch has the technology, I guess, popped to a slightly more basic degree in the Joy Cons, where supposedly you can feel if if there was a ball inside your Joy Con, you could feel it rolling around and that kind of thing. Mm. But the the PS5 maybe is taking that a step further, and that is the one of the few things that I do think sometimes feels better about playing a game on a controller than mouse and keyboard is vibrations and that feedback you know when you're reloading if mm. if your gun makes a if you if the controller has a little vibration as you sort of put the clip in that kind of like that is an extra level of feedback that you don't get on mouse and keyboard and if they're really pushing that with a ps5 i think that's quite cool yeah so i'm, I'm interested to see if they're like bigging it up and it's gonna be like a massive letdown it's just gonna be like vibrations and maybe <laughs> a slightly different sense <laughs> um but right. there's also some rumors like there'll be other peripherals coming with it like someone was uh, mentioned I wrote someone wrote something about like a little robot <laughs> it sounds it sounds out of there um but it, it sounds like they're a robot that will help with immersion as well just like kind of sensing the player's uh, emotions and feedback I think it's a load of hooey but we mean like an, a, have... an, an AI robot yeah I'm not sure like I was reading it and it sounds crazy but apparently there are some like smaller peripherals to go along with this new controller to kind of help with immersion so I am interested to see if that is anything at all um or just rumors the future is here yeah <laughs> you mentioned the you mentioned the look of the console i mean i think everyone's probably seen how it looks by now and uh yeah i've seen a lot of mixed opinions personally i quite like the look of the console i get the memes i get people saying it looks like a it's like seto kaiba's coat i get the memes yeah. people saying it looks like a router and mm. it does kind of look like a router but to it me does. it looks modern i think it looks quite clean i like it uh, what do you think phoebe I really like how the uh, the disk driveless one looks, like the sort of yeah. vase yeah. shape to it. It's it's very cool. It reminds me a bit of the, the 360, and that was very, very successful. So yeah, hopefully that's uh, something that they can emulate. I, uh, I hope it comes in different colors. Um, as, as much as I like the black and white combo, I think I prefer like a straight to just, just flush black um, one. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with limited editions as well, because that's always interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. And Toby, did you, did you like it the look looks, of it? It looks like it's going to be quite big, doesn't it? Did anyone think that? Like, I think I saw a side-by-side yeah. side with a switch, and it looks... And I'm, I'm thinking about... It's, okay, it's rumoured rumored that it's going to be a bit of a, of a chunk. And does it, does it not go on its side? I don't... No. I, 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 don't I don't believe it does. 
I am not. I, I, okay, I'll be honest. I'm not like super enthused about the design, but my problems with the design are not ah, pitchforks. I think I quite glibly tweeted out a picture of it next to a Nintendo Wii with the <laughs> caption, your same energy, but I'm not. Like, it, whatever. It looks like it looks. I'm probably going to get it. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it does go on its side, Why? but. Like, yeah. sure. I, I don't know how we're going to fit it on the TV stand. <laughs> now, I wasn't particularly interested originally in the PS5. I mean, yeah, PlayStation do amazing exclusives, and if I ever buy a console, that's the reason I buy it. But ever mm. since I've sort of moved, because I used to be a console exclusive player, now I'm mostly PC. So mm. I, I'm kind of pretty uh, pretty indifferent about consoles, apart from the exclusive side of it. But when I saw the games, and when I saw the trailers, and I didn't see the whole thing, I actually didn't watch it live. I watched some of the trailers afterwards. I was extremely impressed with what I saw. I mean, there was Resident Evil yeah. 8, which I'm personally excited about because Resident Evil 7 and VR is my favorite single-player gaming experience I've ever had. Um, I thought Ratchet and Clank looked beautiful. Yes. I've always liked that franchise. I was a little bit disappointed with the one on the PS4. The graphics, the visuals look so good. There was the new Demon Souls game that was announced. And obviously Spider-Man is one of the big ones for a lot of people. Even though there was that little bit of drama where it's like, oh, it's actually just a little expansion. Yeah. But no, it seems like, it seems like, as far as I'm, I'm aware, the most common or the most recent update is that it's more like uh, when you compare Uncharted, uh, you know, the, uh, the extra Uncharted game that came out? Yeah. That's not an expansion. It's a standalone game, but it's a shorter standalone game after Uncharted 4. Is it a Thieves? No, Uncharted. Um... Lost Legacy. Thieves Lost Legacy, ends. thank you. Yeah. That's it, Lost Legacy. Uh, so it seems that it is its own game. So uh, it seems... what, what, are you, what are you guys excited for? Go for it. A anyone, anyone. Uh, Hit me with some hype. Uh, there's a certain very important game that you did not mention that I'm incredibly Ooh. excited. It's I know what you're going to say. It's, it's I may have missed it entirely. It, Which it's, one is it? It's a game called Stray. You play as a cat. Yeah. That's all I need. <laughs> Sold. Sold. You, I haven't seen this one. You really? No, you I haven't seen this one. You play as a cat one. going through, it looks like it's a platformer, and it's like this Japanese-looking world, and there's all these robots, um, and it's like the future. It looks almost like a weird Ooh. dystopian future, and you play as a cat navigating that world, and it just looks really interesting. <laughs> Hold up. I just looked this up. The cat has a backpack. Yeah. I'm in. Backpack yeah. cat. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's called good. Stray, which is a great name. Um, you didn't mention... There was another game you didn't mention, and I can't remember, so loop back Horizon? to me on this. So no. Wait, you, you, said, you, said, you said the word loop. There is another game coming out called Deadloop, ah. which looks very good, um, which is like Groundhog Day, but with assassins, and I'm also incredibly here for that, because I don't know what that's going to be like gameplay wise how they're going to add the whole groundhog day thing like are you just going to play from the start every single time you die i don't know it just looks very good i'm very it's the odd world I... game oh yeah oh that's right yeah. Odd world. Odd world game uh which uh my good friend liam uh hn liam is very excited about because he's like um, he, like they recently odd world did a tweet with people's reactions to the trailer and like his is there and like they've got a good Brilliant. relationship he's streaming with very exciting very cool yeah absolutely oh, the first of game was the first video game i ever played when i was about four years old three years old Aww. and it's far too adult for four-year-old things to be playing i <laughs> didn't really understand is. it obviously <laughs> but it's because when my when my parents first got their playstation i'd watch them play it and i want to play i want to play um yeah no it's very exciting uh, i mean i'm definitely after seeing these reveals 
I'm definitely going to be buying it on launch and streaming some of the games. I cannot wait to, to uh, get my hands on them. I feel like this generation, not, in count, not counting the Switch for this, the Switch is kind of its own thing. Nintendo kind of do their own thing. But PS4, uh, Xbox One, I feel like this generation kind of sucked. I feel like the Xbox specifically, it started to take it out of the, or pick it up yeah. now. Xbox with the One. Xbox Games Pass and, and really that kind of thing. But when the Xbox came out, oof, it wasn't... Just, it, it doesn't have exclusives. Like, it's, it's, it, was, right. it was so bad that in 2014 they stopped actually releasing their sales figures because it, they must have been losing the console race that yeah. badly. Because, I mean, I remember when they first came out and, it, like, the big question was, are you going to get a PlayStation? Are you going to get an Xbox? And, like... Yeah. It's it's pretty obvious which one. It's just not anything. There's not there's nothing there. Everything for everything honestly the the big flagship for the Xbox was Halo. Halo slowly but surely kind of flopped on Xbox a little bit apart from Halo 5. Um and then it it grew on PC as it has done over the last kind of half year to a year yeah. to the point where Halo's not really uh, sorry, uh, Xbox hasn't really got much of what I call a brand identity. On top of that the console looks clunky um the the, i've always thought the display i don't own an xbox i haven't for about a year but the into like the actual dashboard of the xbox i remember ui and everything i remember feeling i'm so fond of the 360 and how that displayed and then the xbox one just everything was everywhere it was a whole (laughs) mess um i'm interested to know what you guys think about disc versus discless and okay yeah because I, I was thinking about this, and my brain immediately goes to, "Oh, I'll buy disc looks. It, it it looks better. It'll probably be cheaper for not having the disc drive." And then I thought, "Oh, but hang on, that means if I ever want to buy a game, I have to buy it through the digital store at whatever price it is. There, I can never buy it off a friend. I can never resell it or anything like that." That's where my brain goes to as well. Like, I generally <laughs> prefer having a discless game. I prefer just being like. Back when Connect came a thing with Xbox One, which is a gimmick that I actually kind of liked at first. I loved being able to be like, Xbox, play Halo. And it would just, boop, uh-huh. yep, you're playing Halo. You don't need to fiddle around with discs. I quite liked that. But the cost of these things, the fact you can't sell mm. them, um, and the fact that digital games are always more expensive on these stores than the physical copies, which makes no sense whatsoever, but they always are. That puts me off a little bit. What about what about you two? What about Phoebe? Do you, do you like the look of the disc? I know you said you like the look of it. Would you think you'd prefer to have the discless one or...? Well, I'm not really used to, um, yeah, the the only console I've ever owned is uh, a Wii, <laughs> and I guess a Switch now, okay. so I'm not really used to the whole economy of, I guess, uh, Xbox or PlayStation games, but with the Wii, it was really cool to be able to borrow discs from people, mm. and just, because I, I didn't have Smash yeah. growing up, and my friend bought Smash Bros over once, and it was great, but I guess you couldn't do that with, um, with discless but on the other hand i don't own any pc game discs every single Mm, game i have on pc is downloaded on the internet and that works fine for me uh and i only own i think two or three switch titles that aren't downloaded and again it works fine for me so i don't i really don't know it's 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 uh, a very good point i hadn't thought about the comparison to pc mm. obviously nobody nobody puts a disc in a pc to play a game I mean, you used to back in the day, but... <laughs> I remember having, I remember buying World of Warcraft and it having like six discs and each one took about an hour to install and you had to put one in and then put the next one in and yeah, put yeah. the next one in. Uh, I remember when the local Woolworths shut down and we got a whole bunch for a pound and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I, so... It's, just, it's, it's a bit happens, of a bygone era. What happens, you know, we buy the PlayStation 5, I, 
I buy all the exclusives on it, and it's they're all downloaded. And then I come to sell the console. Are they attached to the console? They're attached to my account, presumably. Now they'd be attached to your account, wouldn't they? Well, but what happens if they don't retroactively make those games downloadable onto the PlayStation Six in the future? Mm. Like, there's a lot of unlucky. A I guess. lot of questions about this. Yeah, unlucky. I guess. Thank you. You paid your then, fifty, the, sixty pounds to. The, there's also the chance it. that you break the game. I mean, you can't really break a digital download because you can just re-download it. Whereas if you have a disc, True. Your, your dog could eat it or something. Dog, I um, do not trust you with any of my discs anymore. What? <laughs> How many discs you, are no, you breaking? You, you, you mean you don't trust Rolo with any of the discs? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's always a problem. Or getting them lost. That's something. I that suppose it's, it's a weird oh. one. I mean, with with the Switch specifically, I remember when Smash came out. I remember when Smash came out on the Switch, and I remember Toby saying. I don't know whether to get the physical copy or the or the download. I kind of want the physical copy for Smash, so I've got it. And my counter argument was the thing is, Smash is one of those games on the Switch that, like, over the entire course of the Switch's life, occasionally you're just going to want to play it. Occasionally you'll yeah. be at a party with a friend. You go, actually, I fancy a game of Smash. It's not the kind of one and done game where you play through the story and you're done. Mm-hmm. So to me, the idea of having Smash there always on the Switch as a digital download, always accessible, it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. The Switch is actually, to be honest, I bought my first four games on Switch physically, and since then I've just never, I've not bought anything physically. I've always downloaded it. Um, but, I you, but, I but, but you just said The Last of Us Part Two arrived, and that's a disc <laughs> for you, right? Oh, in terms so of was... in terms of in terms of the Switch. Yeah, sure. Those but what? But right. why did you decide to get that as a disc and not as a download? Why did I decide to get that as a disc and not a download? It's a very good question. I don't know. <laughs> Is the is the PS5 going to be compatible with PS4 discs? Do we know that yet? I don't remember. There's there's definitely news about backwards compatibility. I think knowing that the PlayStation 5 is going to come out and that there'll probably be a version for it for the 5, am I going to want to play it and then resell it and then rebuy it like on the 5? Is that going to be the case? I don't know. I don't know why I felt that with the... PS5 will support backwards compatibility with seemingly all PS4 games due to it being based in part on the PS4's architecture. The, P- the performance boost on the PS5 is so significant that these games will need testing. Okay, that, that's, the, the, that's what the, I got from your gamer. The counter argument I kind of have for myself, though, about buying a discless uh, PS5, though, is that um, ultimately the games that. The only games that I own for my PlayStation 4 are the exclusives and are the ones like any other game I would just buy on my PC. So um, I'll be buying them for that console anyway, I guess. So. See, and now I'm leaning towards the discless price. one. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm thinking about discless. So I'm not. I don't know. I don't Fascinating. know. Fascinating. I wonder mm. if. Uh, I wonder if one's less likely to break than the other, or something stupid like that. I don't know. It's impossible to predict these things early. Uh, yeah, I but, guess uh, we, we have to wait for them to come out. But we've talked about hype and excitement of the PS5. The PS. The, sorry, the Xbox release thing is, I believe, next month. They have their big press event, where we're supposed to be seeing the first footage of Halo Infinite. Uh, along with other first-party Xbox titles. Now, Halo is a game that's always been... I used to be Xbox fanboy, Xbox 360, over PS3, because despite the fact PS3 had The Last of Us, and Naughty Dog, and amazing exclusives there, I was always... Halo was mm. my favorite game. But now Halo's on PC. As, as Microsoft are making what I think is a fantastic decision of releasing their games more on PC, yes. it does seem to render the Xbox console pretty useless. Yeah. I wonder what they would have to announce for me to actually want to buy an xbox scarlet i mean it is an xbox not at this point baby's first pc 
you know, for gaming. <laughs> it's a bit expensive for babies first. Yeah, a bit Is expensive it? for babies first. But but I, sure. I agree with the sentiment, though. Because, you know? because growing up, a teenager is more likely to have a console than a PC. Mm-hmm. Because yes, it's more expensive. It's it's more expensive than like a Switch. If a play, if a, if an Xbox is three hundred and fifty pounds, say for example, that's more expensive than a Switch. But if you want to buy a proper gaming PC, you're talking at least a thousand pounds. Yeah. So like convincing a parent to buy you a Xbox for Christmas is a lot easier yeah. than convincing a parent to buy you a computer. And it's for still Christmas. it's still part of like the cultural mindset. Like you know, parents now have grown up with consoles, and so you know, and a great many of them with fond memories of their of their GameCubes and their Xboxes and, and PlayStation 2s. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the parents. Um, Do you think maybe the best way to everyone... market the Xbox, then, is to market it for children? Not necessarily young children, but, yeah, you know, like, like you say, teenagers, you know, you're kind of like 12, 13, 14-year-olds who it's that first console-type scenario. Yeah, maybe. Because the, and then I also know that there's a lot of adults that, that sort of game not as hardcore as any of us do there are adults that play games casually uh toby i'm thinking about our personal trainer i mean he plays a lot of games but he's not a pc guy he has a he has a playstation sure. he'll is buy he like, and he'll sell he like games because i feel like that's right. that, that's and, the sort of thing that i'd say an xbox would be good for right. and that's that's a mindset that i definitely yeah can't relate to but but it, it is those people that you know they've got the console it's there it's their way of kicking back and playing some fifa uh it's definitely a lot less the casual gamer yeah <laughs> and it's a lot less committal than buying a pc like oh yeah i wanted to play some fifa so you know a, a lot of people do not want to game sat down in front of a computer this is uncomfortable it's the sofa experience you know and the the if, for the games that still support it it's the sofa experience that you want to share with your friends you know, um, but, with and when I say when I say casual gamer, I don't mean that as an insult by any means. There's no. nothing wrong with that whatsoever. <laughs> no. that, that's not what. But like, it's just. I think the point we're, we're sort of getting to is that, whereas the PlayStation has these amazing exclusive games, looking at the PS4 specifically, Spider-Man, God of War, Uncharted, The Last of Us, Bloodborne. You know, mm. all of these, all of these games that are you can only get them on the PlayStation. And then when you look at the Xbox side of things. I'm struggling to think of any off the top of my head. The big Xbox exclusives used to be Forza. That's on PC now. Halo. That's on PC now. What, what else? What else? God of War. That's on PC now. What else is there? What are the? I don't know what the Xbox exclusives are anymore. Sunset Overdrive. That's on PC now. Yeah. Can anyone? They... Can anyone think of any? Or... <laughs> no. I mean, and that's been Xbox's problem. I mean, really, since they moved Halo to PC, which mm. was the day that I sold my Xbox and bought a PC, and said, I've right, well, Googled... that, that was my reason for having an Xbox. Yeah. I've just Googled Xbox One exclusive games, right? Here's the list. The, the first list that came up on Google. Gears 5, that's on PC. Sea of Thieves, that's on PC. Forza 7, PC. Halo mm. 5. Halo 5 actually isn't on PC. Not the full game. So Halo 5, there's one. One point. Forza... Forza Horizon 4, PC, Sunset Overdrive, PC, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, PC, Quantum Break, PC. That they're all literally apart from Halo, they're all on PC. Mm-hmm. And it's not like uh like again with PlayStation, you've got the exclusives, and then you've got exclusive experiences. We're talking about Resident Evil. The Resident Evil VR experience is exclusive mm. to the PlayStation, and that is yet another selling point and a reason for me to buy that game on that console so that I can enjoy that. Um, whereas the Xbox doesn't even have anything like that. 
Um, the Xbox Games Pass, it's a service that I use on PC. <laughs> the, the console yeah. itself is just nothing that's... I can't see whatever so, they announce entering my, my bedroom. But it's weird because I appreciate that. Like, thank you, Xbox, for giving us this Game yeah. Pass on PC. Oh, it's yeah. a fantastic service. It makes me not want to buy your console. It's good for us. Mm. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's all Microsoft, so well, no, I still mean, benefiting. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I'm still going to buy those games um, or, or buy maybe some games if they appear exclusive on Game Pass down the line. Uh, I'm, but, you know, getting familiar with that platform. Um, Xbox Live Gold, I've still got to have that in order to play Halo. So I'm still going to keep on paying into Xbox uh, <laughs> here and there. But as for the actual console, I just don't see it uh, holding a place in my bedroom. No, I mean, that makes sense. Are there any, any last words anyone anyone wants to add to this topic about the PS5 reveal specifically? Well, uh, I was going to say, are there any specific uh, reasons to get an Xbox over a PlayStation? Uh-oh. I, mean, I guess price point could be a thing once we know prices, but that's the only thing I can think of. A uh, very good question. I guess we're not going to know that until the uh, the announcement next month, right? Mm -hmm. That that is that that is what is going to be answering that question. Like, why should I buy an Xbox? Mm. Boom, big announcement. Mm. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, anyways, right. In that case, we have one more segment left, which is the Q and A. So all week, I've had a Falcone token point reward on stream for ask a question on your on the podcast, and I have a few questions to ask, and some that have actually already been asked. So. Uh, We've, we've, we've already sort of been through what's your favorite thing about the Isle of Armor. So we've, we've done that one. Uh, Krath, so that was a real, tra real ace trainer Devon asked that one. Krath has asked, this is for all of you, out of all of the things in Pokemon currently and in the past, what is the one thing you want to see improved or returned in games? Oh. So uh, I'm going to give everyone a moment to think about that. Exploration. I, yeah, I, I think that's the thing that jumps to mind. Exploration. It, they did, again, step in the right direction, Isle of Armor. I want more. That's it. Shiny hunting. The shiny hunting in current gen is not good. I I recently went back to Let's Go Pikachu, and the shiny hunting is so fun, and I miss it, and I just... I, I, I don't want to just have to hatch eggs if I want a shiny. I, yeah. That's, that's my answer. <laughs> you got any, any thoughts on that one, Carly? Um, I'm definitely on the same wavelength as Toby. Um, exploration. Just... I think the DLC kind of is them testing where they're going to take the yeah. next few games. So um, I think it's basically going to get better from here. I think for me, it's challenge. And I think it was really yeah. amazing playing the game through in using, doing your challenge, Toby. That, yeah, that yeah. really, really helped the experience for me. I was saying on stream today how one of the most exciting things during my gameplay was when I, when I was at the gym challenge. It's hard. If my Pokemon faints, there's consequences. Mm. And then I'd get to the final trainer and, you know, the music really pumps up for the final one. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. that the thrill of sort of doing that uh, was very, very exciting. And so I'd love to see some built-in way of challenging. Whether that means re-enabling the ability to turn off the EXP share or mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, I, I, I think some, something is optional. Even if, it, even if it's buried in the settings, just so that no one yep. can click it by accident. Just imagine, make, just imagine if they made a hard mode, and it's yeah. genuinely hard. What if they, what if they made it at a hidden difficulty where your Pokemon actually do have lives, Ooh. and you can't, 
You can't like edit that. You can't be like, oh, actually, just pretend he's done. That's it. Mode. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, like imagine. Um, I feel like that would make it quite exciting for a lot of people. Mm. And scaling. Need scaling. Yeah, yeah. Scaling. Yeah. Scaling. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, Jay24092 asks Streaming on a budget, can it work? Ooh. Uh, yes. Um, maybe. It, it depends on uh. what bits of budget and what bits aren't. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you don't have internet, you're not streaming. This is it's, true. That's that's the baseline. Um, you can't stream if you keep coming I, out. I, I don't ask, what, what are you bringing to the table in terms of you could have uh, you know, an okay, a, a good mic, but terrible webcam, a uh, terrible layout, but you might be streaming you playing guitar or something. I don't know, playing music <laughs> or doing something real or creative. Or doing an art stream, for example, and that's what you're bringing to the table. Um, so, no, not everything needs to look super flashy, super high-tech. You know, I know the gamers, it tends to lean that way, because uh, that's a nice addition. It's very complimentary to what's being done. But uh, I think ultimately, if you're bringing something to the table, like, if it's not necessarily, whether it's good commentary or, or good gameplay, like high-level gameplay... Uh, it can be done on a budget, but I think you've got to know what it is that you're you're bringing. I guess. Now, you, you on one hand, on one hand, I'm probably the worst person to ask about this because I have an incredibly high budget stream nowadays. But on the other hand, when I started, I didn't. When I first started streaming, I streamed on my MacBook that I used for university. But I used I, I streamed at like five frames per second. I was using my built-in microphone. It was terrible, and I just did whatever I could to keep people in. I had no viewers. I talked and I talked and I talked. And I just, as soon as someone came in, did whatever I could to try and engage that person and entertain them. I think you can stream on a budget. I think it's getting harder and harder as time goes on because there's more, um, more higher tech things out there. More and more streamers are, are utilizing that. There's more and more competition. There's more people streaming now than ever. Mm -hmm. I think there's like more people streaming nowadays than there are watching on Twitch or something crazy like that. Or, or like half as many at least or, or something so there's a lot of competition. Someone was saying to me today, because I, I, I always say audio is more important than video on a stream. A lot of people, including yourself, Garbage Ego, a lot of people don't stream with webcam, and that's fine. You don't need a webcam for a stream, but you do need audio. And yes. someone on my stream was saying today, uh, yeah, but like, do you think I could stream without, without any audio or webcam and people would watch? And my answer to that is like, you'd have to do something really special to get people to watch that. Mm. Because they, yeah. they're just watching gameplay at that point. Like, how are you going to engage people and draw people in to watch that? Uh, but a cheap webcam, cheap mic, it's doable. I think you can stream on a budget. I don't think you should spend lots of money on your stream until you're absolutely sure that that's something you want to spend money on. Because you I don't... mean... Money to, like, objects, expensive objects don't make a stream. You make a stream. They can help, but you make a stream. You think about something like Twitch plays Pokemon. Obviously, this is a very outlier example. That's the example. example that I gave earlier. Yeah. That's an outlier <laughs> example. But yeah, I mean, that's something very special that's being streamed. It might seem like, well, that, that's a robot. Someone made that robot. Someone made that stream. That is someone's project that they put out there. Um, what's, you know, you, you definitely can have something, yeah. But uh, no, I think you're probably the best person to ask about this, Dan. I was definitely more interested in your answer than, than mine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, Carly, you didn't, as far as I know, you didn't spend loads and loads of money when you started streaming, right? You just used the equipment you already had. Yeah, so uh, my answer would be, yeah, 
you actually don't need to worry too much about getting equipment at all. So the mic I'm using, I already had. Um, the internet's good because I live in a city. That is that is an important part of it is your upload. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but definitely, I haven't bothered with a webcam yet. Um, when I do, it will be an expensive one. So it's, it's way off in the future. But definitely when you're starting out, don't worry about that. Um, like mics actually aren't that hard to come by like good quality mics you could probably get away with like 30 40 quid like it's yeah. not it's not you know impossible hey, you sound great Just thank do, you do <laughs> exactly Absolutely. yeah okay uh, a couple more questions and you've had a couple that have come in during during the show um tim spence asks this is a really hard one Ooh. what is the most disappointing game you've ever played <sighs> Does anyone have like a, an obvious standout answer for that one? Fable 3. Oh, Fable 3. Wow, that was Fable 3. Answer. Yes, well, Fable 2 is one of my favorite games ever. So when Fable 3 came out, I was so hype. Um, and obviously, as I'm going through it, I'm comparing it to Fable 2. And yeah, like the story, the story fell flat. Um, the gameplay mechanics weren't as... I just wasn't as into it. Um, so when your expectations are set that high... Um, I felt it. I felt it hard. Like Fable Three was a flop for me. So, okay. yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, so when uh, when I was a kid, uh, we used to just me, me and my sister used to just play games that my dad bought home for us on on this little uh, you know like those white PCs that were like really thick and like if you flick the monitor it'd make noise like that kind of era, that kind of technology. Anyway, um, one day he comes back with this game called Jurassic Park Operation Genesis. And I played so much of that game. It's like a zoo tycoon or like a zoo game, except with dinosaurs. And it's incredible. And I love it. And it's like what I have so many fond memories related to that game. And then Jurassic Park sort of did the reboot with Jurassic World. And a game called Jurassic World Evolution was announced. And I, I assumed it would be Jurassic Park. Operation Genesis 2 or something to that vein. And it, yes, it's, it's, it's a park builder. It's, it's not the same. It's it's not oh. good. It's oh, the, the, there's just a huge lack of creative ability, and it's it's just soulless. And I was never I, I was so disappointed. Like I <laughs> I paid full price for that game, and it no it, it it didn't live up to the hype at all. And I might be looking at it through nostalgia glasses, but uh, disappointment. <laughs> yeah. These are really good, quick answers from you two. Toby, have you have you come up with anything? Yet? I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm struggling. Um, I don't want to confuse games that I'm disappointed in with games that are the bad. reason that the, the bad. The reason that I'm yeah. disappointed is because I like that franchise and I like that thing. And I'm going to go into the world of Pokemon here. So like, oh, here's the tea, right? But like, oh no, some, I think gossip here. Birdkeeper Toby hates I mean... Pokemon. Birdkeeper Toby hates <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> uh, Pokken, I was disappointed because I wasn't very good. Um, but that wasn't really Pokken's fault. That was mine. Um, but okay, I, I like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon more than Pokemon Sun and Moon. They're the same game but better. But in many ways, that's why I was disappointed because I played it and I played the same game but a little bit better. And I just thought I've already played this in the dialogue. There was a lot of the issues that I had with Sun and Moon. Some of them got resolved, but not all of them. And like certainly the very dialogue heavy, dialogue centric games that kind of, for me, define that, that generation of Pokemon is that's the reason I didn't like it as much as other generations. Um, 
I think that's probably it. So I actually I like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon more than Sun and Moon, but Sun and Moon brought enough new to the table at the time that I was like, oh, this is great. When Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out, I was like, I'm playing through the same thing again, the same thing again, the same thing again. And then there's this little chunk at the end that's really exciting. Um, and so I think maybe that's what springs to mind. What about you? So I'm going to go with the most recent game that I think I'm particularly disappointed by. Because I'm sure I've been disappointed by a lot of games mm. in my uh, time. And when I say recent, I'm actually talking like a year ago now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say Kingdom Hearts 3. Ooh. And I'm going to say Kingdom Hearts 3, and it might not even be the game's fault. It might be my <laughs> fault for actually growing up and understanding things better. But I, when I was young, I loved Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2. I played so many of the side games. Too many of the side games. And I started playing Kingdom Hearts 3, and there was just something not quite right about it. Most of the gameplay was spamming the triangle button to use special abilities. Uh, and it's like theme park rides and stuff, which is like cheating your way through the game, essentially. That's what it felt like. It didn't feel like actual combat. The cutscenes were really weird because <laughs> character one would say sentence. Then character two would reply with sentence. <laughs> oh no, character one. And it, it's clearly something lost in translation there between Japan and America. Even though they were speaking in English, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's something to do with the pace of them speaking in Japanese that went wrong. I was very disappointed with Kingdom Hearts 3. And to top things off, my PlayStation 4 broke last year as I was finally starting to get my way through it. Because I wanted to just I wanted to just get through the story and finish the game. And I was maybe like a third of the way through when PlayStation 4 broke. And I was trying to fix it. And in fixing it, I somehow corrupted my Kingdom Hearts 3 game file. No. And now if I want to complete it, I have to start from scratch. I was like Oof. 15 hours in, 10 hours in. It's just oh. not gonna ha- it's just not gonna happen. I'm done with that game now. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people love Kingdom Hearts. I used to, but something about Kingdom Hearts 3 just did not work for me. That's a tough question. It's a good question, though. Very good question. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Final question we have at the moment is, X Radley asks, do you see Microsoft developing a console after this gen? Ooh. Now, I think that's very difficult to answer before we see this gen's announcement and everything, but I feel like if things keep going the way they're going, Microsoft's next console will be a PC. Yeah. And I think it should be. Yeah. It's not looking good for them. <laughs> I'm surprised we're getting a console this gen. Mm. But the fact that they're doing one this gen makes me think, oh, I guess they are just going to keep going forever then with whatever. I mean, this... And that's for an audience. But I'm surprised they're doing one this gen. But maybe that's because I've personally fallen out of love with the Xbox console. Is this so... console a PC, though? I feel like we need to wait for this announcement because maybe it's not even a maybe it's not even a console anymore. Maybe it's just an it's, add-on it's, to your PC or a PC. Is it called Project a Steam Box? Project X or something? X Series. Scarlet. Project Scarlet oh. X Series. I don't even know what well, it's Scarlet called. Scarlet's old name. I'm a little out of the loop here. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't even know. Um, it's this console's either going to be the nail in the coffin or the revival. That's it has to be one or the other. There is no other option. Um, they have to do Microsoft really good. Microsoft are a I think, big company. Microsoft are a big Microsoft company. Microsoft is a software company they, at this point. Yeah. They don't have any. If the play, if the Xbox doesn't work out, it's not going to be the end of the world for them, no, really, is it? Oh no! I mean, they, they have no, no. the entire world paying for Windows licenses. They're fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the console market's always been famously difficult to. Uh, get into and thrive and the fact that sony's done it so well in only four generations is very impressive but yeah it, it might be time for a 
for Microsoft to leave i don't know leave leave i mean there's always been these questions about other other uh other companies getting into the games console market like like when when is apple gonna do it is Is, that is that a thing that's actually gonna is the kfc console real because i read an article about that (laughs) and i don't know if it's real or not when's sega getting back in where's atari we need them (laughs) wasn't that april fool's joke the kfc thing i don't know because it wasn't on april was it I don't think it. Wait, I'm looking at. That. I don't remember. But like the gaming market is going to get harder and harder to get into, as 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 Sony have clearly, at least for this generation, got it got it down right. Yeah. At least for the PS4, now going into the PS5, there is so much going right for Sony. How does a new company get into the gaming market? I mean, we saw Google trying a couple months ago. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, the Stadia. Oh, bless their sweet, their sweet cotton socks. They, they tried. <laughs> oh no. I mean, maybe cloud gaming is just the future, though. I mean, Stadia again. It feels like it's before its time at the moment. But like, maybe after this generation of consoles, maybe it is just the case that you can play anything on your phone and it's going to look just as good because it, we've just our internet's so good that we can cloud game everything. It it really feels like Nintendo. Of all people, and I remember being in school and being laughed at for being a Nintendo fanboy in comparison to like the PlayStation and the Xbox. It really feels like they're the they're going to keep going forever because mm. they're just going to keep on doing wacky, out of the box ideas, and sometimes it'll work and sometimes it won't. I mean, there's but there's a reason Nintendo if, are the oldest players in the game at the moment. If yeah. they can just have a hit every decade, they'll be fine. <laughs> like I know it got rough there with the Wii U. Well, but then they were like, let's repackage it and turn it into the Nintendo Switch. Cool. But like PlayStation, honestly, if they, the day they start selling those licenses to those first party uh, titles and saying they can go on PC, PlayStation's done. That's it. They, that's, that's exactly what happened to Xbox. Well, we've, we've been talking about PlayStation and exclusives and how Xbox hasn't had any. I just want to look at the Nintendo Switch for a second. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Okay, not an exclusive. Fair enough. Mario Odyssey. <laughs> Astral Chain, Smash Bros, Ultimate, Sword and Shield. Yeah, yeah, again, not not an exclusive, but yeah, I mean, the deluxe version, I guess. Well, Uh, Luigi's Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, Mario Odyssey, Rabbits, Mario vs. Rabbits. Mario Rabbits, yeah. I mean, there are are a lot of good exclusive games on the Switch, and not only that, but for me, games that are on the Switch and other consoles, I'd rather have it on my Switch because I can play it. With with a lot of them, you just, you you straight up could not port them. Like, I mean, Hmm? with... Okay, let's let's take uh, uh, Mario it's Kart for example. Yeah, or Splatoon. Yeah. Like you, you can't port that kind of thing. It has to be played on a Switch. Like that's that's the only. Right, way. it's never gonna have that same feeling playing it on on another console. Whereas it's very easy to take other games and port them to the Switch. Like Skyrim, natural fit, totally makes sense, totally works. Yeah. Um, oh, and know. everyone's favorite. Animal Crossing. Can't forget Animal Crossing. The only thing that I'll say doesn't feel like it works very well on Switch tends to be first-person shooters or third-person shooters. Like, I I, I feel like Fortnite does not... It's not not a good Switch game make. I've never never played Overwatch on Switch. Um, It's always intrigued me, because I know they have gyro controls, which I feel like might add stuff to it, but why why bother on Switch when it's on PC? Shooting so much easier with a mouse. We've had one last question come in. I want to add to this, and then I'm actually going to, going to prevent more from coming in. But Alfie asks, if you could remaster any game, what would it be? So that specifically says remaster. 
So remaster means gameplay doesn't change, just the graphics and everything changes. Uh, so Fable so 2 PC, go. Fable 2 PC, instant answer from Carly there. Why Fable 2? Again, it's just one of my favorite games, and the fact that that's the one that's non-PC kills me inside. I want to play it so much, <laughs> but going back to it on PS2, I don't know, I, I don't enjoy it as much. I really want it to be on PC, like, so badly. Phoebe? I don't know. I, I want to say Platinum, but I feel like that's easy. Because, <laughs> I mean, er everyone is asking for Diamond Pearl remakes at this point. Just I, I just want Platinum. I, I, I want to see the world how it would be in in the same uh, engine as we have for Sword and Shield. Imagine how it would look. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I could probably come up with a more creative answer if you gave me time, but yeah. Platinum. Oof. Toby? Uh, it's been 15 years. Every E3, I'm like, where's the announcement? Where's the announcement? But time split is future perfect. Brought into the modern age. If anyone in the, listening to this podcast knows time split is you already know why that's like the thing before pokemon before anything but, top of my brain but do you I want do you that. want a remake or a remaster for time i don't i don't mind like i would honestly remaster they, means gameplay doesn't change it's literally the same game just it, new graphics it it would no re, yeah remaster add some kind of online can we add an online okay. here can we add that caveat? yeah, yeah that's allowed i'll allow that i want that fun but that's just All right, great. Well, I thought you were going to steal mine, Toby, because mine is so easy. Halo 3. Halo 3 doesn't need a remaster. It, it doesn't, but I want Ooh. one. <laughs> it looks like, beautiful. I don't need the gameplay to change. I don't want a Halo 3 remake, but I'd love a fresh coat of paint on it. That's all. Fair enough. Anyways, that is going to be all of our questions. That is going to be pretty much the end of the podcast. So now last thing is to go through each of you and plug your stuff. Oh, no. So, uh, Toby... <laughs> Where can these lovely people find I you? I am Birdkeeper Toby, and if you like Pokemon, uh, I've got a YouTube channel all about that. I just talk about that. So youtube.com forward slash Birdkeeper Toby and all other relevant socials. Okay. Any, any website slash Birdkeeper Toby, including TikTok? Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> Phoebe, where, where, and when can they can they find you? Uh, I also, I also have a TikTok. I have one whole video on it. But um, yeah, if there's someone called the Last Shaman, it is almost certainly me. Except on one specific website, there is someone that has my username, and I don't appreciate it. But like everything else, uh, it is it is me. Um, yeah, I'm most active on my Twitter. Sometimes, if I have a new artwork thing, it'll go up on my Instagram. Uh, I occasionally upload to YouTube, and of course, I stream when I'm meant to be, sometimes, depending on how I'm feeling. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome, yeah, and if you wanna see any of The Last Shaman's wonderful emotes, well, uh, uh, if anyone watching live on Twitch right now would like to spam some of the emotes <laughs> that, that are her own and ones that she's made for Toby and myself, that'd be cool. Uh, and Carly, Garbage Eagle, where can, where can everyone find you and when? Hi, um, I'll be on Twitch. Um, I do have a Twitter, but I'll sort that out another time. But if you want low skill gameplay, uh, low IQ, uh, chill time, <laughs> <laughs> um, find me on Garbage E-Girl. That's right. Garbage E-Girl on Twitch. And as with everyone else, I'm sure somebody in Twitch chat live right now will go ahead and spam that link. So, and lastly, myself, obviously, Falcone hosts. You can find me anywhere you want on the internet, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok at forward slash Falcone hosts. Uh, 
this podcast was live on twitch.tv forward slash Falcone hosts. But uh, if you're watching it on demand on YouTube or wherever, if you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, then fantastic. This will be up every single week, hopefully moving forward from this time. So I hope you've enjoyed. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again next week.